0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Yo, what it look like? What it what it be like? What <laughs> up, my man Steros for the girls? What's up, man? What's up,
2: man? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be you here. You already know what to do.
1: You don't mess around and flip your name back instead of having it Steros for the girls like last week. It's okay because mine is back too. I'm back to Jake Spencer King it's all good what's up man how was your week
2: man it's been a busy week man but uh i ain't gonna lie i mean i've been uh pretty uh look that bills win from sunday night i mean how how many times have you watched the game i I don't know how many times i don't watch the game the highlights the analysis from other national media i've been all over it all week long so
1: it's been a good week i've watched the game in total i've watched the game six times this week yeah yeah it's, it's just it's so like, OK, so normally I'll, I'll rewatch the game once. So like I'll watch it live as a fan and then I'll go back to rewatch it so that way I can prepare for the show and whatever. Like, you know, go back and break down stuff this week, man. I'm like, nah. I want to watch. I want to watch it once specifically for Tremaine. I want to watch it once specifically for like so no I watched it man and first of all let's let's talk about let's let's start about the game let's talk about the game last week so first obviously everybody we're missing two of our compadres we're missing Kristen Kate gun and we're missing my home girl a dubs big dubs uh they both Kristen is on her way to she's actually going to Nashville she's in the airport right now so she might I don't know. She might jump in and give us a little bit of a, you know, a live report from there. She said there's a ton of Bills fans there. Um, I've been seeing all of these videos everywhere from Bills fans traveling in Nashville. So I think it's going to be fun, man. And, and, and I read somewhere earlier that, that it, they expected to be around 42 percent of the capacity to be Bills fans, which is insane. Like, I, I don't I don't think people understand what you say, like almost half the stadium is going to be Bills fans. That's insane.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, look, Tennessee, man, I mean, you know, that's where I'm from. So the the Titans are cool. They're a good story. But, man, there's so many uh, Buffalo transplants down there, mm-hmm. <laughs> so many. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the Bills, man, we just we just got a fan base that you can't beat. I mean, I know that you, people talk about the Cowboys and the Steelers, but, man, when you talk about loyalty and how people show up and support, you can't beat Bills Mafia. And, and, and there ain't nothing like it out there, man. Ain't nothing
1: like it, man. Nashville is um, I call it like Bill's Midwest. <laughs> like because it's one of those, like B- Buffalo South is um, Carolina? Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. So like I couldn't call it. But when I tell you, like it seems like for some reason, any other like so the Bills travel, our fans travel. But every city we go to Nashville always seems the one that we really just like we go there and we tear the town up. And and it seems like that's gonna happen again, and it seems like um, it's every year is actually worse for for Nashville or for for Titans fans. Uh, we were supposed to be there, but it's okay. We didn't we didn't get to go. We got a lot of parties coming up, so we couldn't we couldn't <laughs> swing this one. Uh, but but yeah. So let's get to it. Let, let's talk about last week first, and then we can talk about uh, Monday night's game. So first first things first. What was the first thing when you say you went back to watch the film? Like, what's the first thing that popped off the film for you that made you say, oh. Yo, this is crazy. So I'm going to start with the offense, right? And
2: I got to say, man, Josh Allen, he established himself as the top quarterback in the NFL or second. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but it ain't the the combination of athleticism and ability to throw the ball and, and, and the fact that, I mean, the defense was great, but the, he put that team on his back. I mean, when, when they needed him the most, he, he showed up, man, that fourth quarter drive. That was, that was like the Heisman mm-hmm. moment, the signature moment. I mean, that was like uh seven minutes and 51 seconds. They had a total of seven first downs on that drive. Like we all knew it. We all knew it, but he actually went out there and delivered like to, to tell you how much of a, like, man, you know, I always keep it a buck with Josh, but to see him like, just take that next step. That was a huge hurdle for him. Like, the demon is out. Like it, it, it's over. It's over. Josh Allen is taking over the damn league. And it's I'm telling you, it's not even close.
1: He's taking over So let me well let me ask you this because um we just had a comment in the in the comments that actually Amanda said that it was Josh Allen's best game by far. You said that he's had like his signature moment in that game, you know, and like the demons are exercised now. Like we kind of got over a hurdle uh with Kansas City. Last week I actually predicted the Bills to lose this game or that game. So with that being said, the reason why I think it's I think we're both kind of saying the same thing when you're talking about the step forward that he took. For me, the reason why I did it, it was a mental aspect of the game that I thought, Josh, for some reason, we just couldn't get over Kansas City. And I compared it to um, like the Bulls going up against the Pistons. And I compared it to like just other teams of, of sports earlier in years where it's like, OK, we know we got to get over it. Even for us, like it was yeah. it was almost like they're the new New England. For us like we couldn't beat New England for a long time And and so I know Tom Brady Was gone but when we beat them it was like Okay we got them and then we swept them last Season now we beat We beat the Chiefs and we didn't just beat Them we beat them in Kansas City And we kicked their ass It wasn't just like we beat them (laughs) Like we kicked their ass Say it again
2: what we do to them
1: we whooped that ass. That's like, right. it, it wasn't even. That's it wasn't right. even like and I know that the score it wasn't close, but the score looked closer to me than the game actually was. Yeah. Like it wasn't 18 points. Like they the Bills completely dominated that game. So when you're talking about Josh, what what step forward is it? Was it the the whole thing where you're talking like for me, when I'm saying is mental, or did you see something that was like just another step forward as far as his physical performance, everything that he put on the field.
2: It, it was a, it was a, I think it's a mental thing. I think Josh's biggest hurdle uh, has always been mental. I mean, you got to go back and look at um, where he's come from. We know his character and everything like that, but it, it's a mental thing where, you know, one of the narratives coming into this season was, you know, sugar high Josh, right? We all talked about sugar high Josh and Kenny, you know, we see him, we've seen him kind of press too much in those moments and kind of have to put everything on his shoulder, but he he was so consistent with big plays, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one or two big plays. It was big play after big play after big play. And and for a guy that's so, um, you know, his persona and everything kind of rides on his emotional ability, that for him is huge. Because we all know that he can, he can play within a system. He can transcend a system. He can, you know, he can throw it down the field. He can hit it in the tight windows. You know, so the two things, it was a mental thing and taking, you know, you never go broke taking profit. So we're seeing him, you know, throw to the running backs and tight ends more, you know, and they and the and the running backs even dropped passes last week. Right. So you're seeing mm-hmm. him being a complete quarterback. And now you have a signature moment on top of that. So when we go to the playoffs or in the Super Bowl, you know, he's going to he's going to be more relaxed and calm. There is no Patrick Mahomes is the king. Right. Because he's a knocked off the king. And he's going to do the same thing when he gets to Brady later in the season. He's going to be Brady. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be Brady. Um, so that in and of itself was, it was the mental thing, but what he would, like I said, consistency, making big plays down the field. And then he came through when the team needed him the most, and he nailed in coffin. You know how a couple of years ago, bro, we were talking about how, you know, that clutch factor, we know he had it, but we needed him to like, like really submit himself as one of the best quarterbacks in league as far as like putting the dagger in people. And that's what he did on Sunday.
1: Yeah, Lone Wolf says that um, the Seattle game, Rams game, Dallas game, Josh played better in those games. This was a hurdle for the Bills to get over, but in his opinion, it's not his best game. I kind of agree with Lone Wolf here. I think that Josh had, if I'm going to pick a game to say it was his best, I'm going to pick one of the, the Dolphins games. Like there were games there where he's like, Throwing for 450 yards four touchdowns rushing for two you know like he just did some incredible stuff but this game mentally um and then so you you also mentioned a you said there was like a signature moment what moment are we talking about specifically is it the hurdle are you talking about it's that whole um, drive it's that that whole drive drive
2: in the fourth quarter so and and i know that's not you know from a statistical standpoint that's not josh Allen's best game so i mean for, for those of you who've played sports spence you know like I played in games where I dropped 30 points in high school and college on, on some mm-hmm. trash teams. But then th- those, those wins don't mean as much to you as when you play against a rival or, or a team with top competition, and maybe you only get 20 points, but it's how you did it, right? That, to me, is the reason why, you know, that's his best, that's his best game. That's the signature moment. So in the fourth quarter, he put the nail in the coffin. The team needed him to get – you know, they needed him to take it down, get a touchdown – in the fourth quarter to put it away. And he did it. That, that was the hurdle right there.
1: Jessica says that Josh had, he's had people doubting him all his life, especially the media ever since he got in the league. No one can say he can't do something any longer. And the thing about this is, that, so the thing that's interesting, I just was at the barbershop and the guys out here, um, it's, it's so interesting to, to hear how people talk about the Buffalo Bills outside of Buffalo. Yeah, Like in Buffalo, obviously we love the team and we're gonna, the, the way people see Josh Allen, I got to I gotta, gotta kind of give a shout out to Bruce Nolan here because Bruce has been like, he's been coming, not coming at Bills fans, but he's been getting Bills fans all season because people are like, we're still disrespected. And he's like, where do you see and hear this disrespect? Like people love Josh. People love the team. Out here, they're like, man, bro, the dude cut my hair. He's like, man, you, I feel like Josh is probably going to be MVP and y'all going to win the Super Bowl this year, man. Y'all got this and y'all got that. The media is not disrespecting. Outside fan bases aren't disrespecting uh where do you see josh with this like are, are you looking at it the same way like as far as um the doubt or is he here like is he arrived
2: to bills fans he's arrived but to the national media they still don't give him the respect that he deserves i mean and i and and that came to light just watching the national media this week they're still talking about oh well the chiefs their defense is just bad Oh, this this, that about Josh? Well, he his statistically it wasn't his, and he didn't, you know. It's he did. It's this narrative that Josh Allen can't be good. Well, he's okay. I mean, Nick Wright is the king of of Josh Allen hating. You know, those guys, Booger McFarland. I mean, I can name guys that I've watched this week that are just still Josh Allen naysayers, and it's crazy, Mm -hmm. you know. But they do that. They did that with Kobe. They did that with Jordan. They do that with LeBron, and we can go down the list. And I and I venture to say that after this season. We're going to talk about Josh Allen just like we talk about LeBron James. We're going to talk about Josh Allen just oh. like we talk about Kobe and all those other people because Josh Allen's going
1: oh. to be great. Oh, I feel like somebody on this platform had a take about yes, LeBron did, James sir. And, and my man Josh Allen being very similar as far as see, and I got dragged for that. I got dragged for that people were saying that I was making a comparison based on my love and and my passion for Josh and it's like no it's not even yeah I do love Josh like so don't get me wrong I'm a Josh fan 100% 10 toes down once we drafted him I was with him from the moment that I went to a practice and I saw this guy fling the ball 45 yards down the field with like it, it looked like he did this. And the ball made it like halfway down the field and it's just like, okay, this dude's different than Tyrod. I'm on the Josh Allen trip. You know, so I was with him. But if you really look at who they are as as athletes, like the their composition, like who they are as people, it's a fair comparison. I'm not yeah. talking about I'm not saying Josh is the GOAT like Braun is the goat. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is the way they came into the league, the way they were raw, the way they had to win early on, the way they had to, to get their team motivated early on is completely different. To me, the way I look at this year's Bills team is when LeBron went to Miami. This is this is, this is is his Miami time now. Like, okay, I developed. I learned. LeBron couldn't shoot at first. Okay, I got better shooting. My team still ain't good, but I got better. All the stuff that they stopped me on, I got better. Now he goes down to Miami. He got way. He got Bosh. He got some shooters out there. He got Chalmers to handle the ball when he don't feel like handling the ball. Now Josh don't have to. Yeah, we saw it fourth fourth quarter. He's still hurtling over boys, and but, but now he has to find digs that can come and he can force feed him and he can just take over the game. Now he has a defense that can actually do things. So now Josh don't have to be, you know. Hurtling guys every single drive, and he don't have to be running over people and all that stuff. But he's developed; he's gotten better. He wasn't connecting on that deep ball early in his career. Guess what? He 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 he's connecting. He wasn't that intermediate passing. He was he wasn't taking what the defense was giving him. Now, guess what? He is. I think it's a very fair comparison, man. And and I'm telling you, I'm not. I, I all my all my humble traits have been slowly leaving me. Like it's been leaking out like a slow leaking in a in tire. I'm telling you. These boys, they win the next couple games. They beat, they beat the Titans Monday. And then in the, in, in the, in the near future, if they, if they go down there and they beat Tom Brady the way I feel like they're going to beat Tom Brady, I'm going to just tell y'all right now. If you're not a bills fan, you probably won't want to listen to the code of conduct. You probably won't want to be on the chop up. You probably won't want to see me on the hump day hotline. You don't want to ask me to come on another show. Cause I'm telling you now, if I talk to another fan, if I, if I'm a guest doing a guest spot on somebody else's show, I'm going to talk my, I'm going to talk my stuff, man. Like I'm just telling you. Sorry. And, And you should. And you should, I mean, you know, we, you, you know, you and I
2: talk ball, right? We talk, we talk NBA a lot, but like, we, do you remember? And I know you do, but when Jordan could not get past the Pistons or he had yeah. issues with the Knicks early in his career, when they had tr- guys like Charles Oakley beating them up and so forth. Right. And then what what they go out and do, they got, they brought in, uh, that they, they got Pippen, they got Tony Kukoc, and they start building this thing around him. And then it elevated Jordan's play to where he could just do what he does best. And that and just intimidate and win, and, and there's a there's a and I want everybody to kind of hear me out on this, okay? But there's a draft comparison where you got somebody like Patrick Mahomes who came in with the table already set. Table was already done. The table was yeah, already but... set. Well, tell me what tell me what
1: adversity Patrick Mahomes has had to go through. And that's the thing. So you so the comparisons to Patrick Mahomes early on they're not fair to me because Patrick Mahomes coming in the first year that he was able to start. Not his rookie year. He didn't start his rookie year. He sat behind a quarterback, developed a little bit. His second year, when he started, he already had the type of roster that Josh now has. He didn't have that. Josh didn't have that as a rookie. And granted, Josh probably needed to develop a little bit more still. For sure. For sure. But what I'm saying is Josh didn't have that. So it's like now you're seeing Josh with this, you know, like, okay, now he got it. And this is what he's doing. The first year, man, he's throwing the freaking i I keep censoring myself because i don't want to get in trouble but he's he's kelvin benjamin kelvin benjamin who the hell is throwing the ball to kelvin benjamin man like what are we doing and zay jones (laughs) granted he caught a game winner this (laughs) year for the the raiders he caught a game winner all power to zay i'm with you and he did the little the elevation thing that people was like oh that's cool he wasn't catching the damn ball he wasn't fighting for balls i remember a play specifically that drives me nuts every time i think about zay jones Josh threw it up and gave him a chance to go and get it. And he, he didn't fight for it. And it was interception. And he didn't even try to, like, knock the ball away. Like, nothing. And it's like, this is what Josh was playing with. So, yeah, he's forcing it, trying to do things that he shouldn't do. But it's like, come on, man. I'm just, I'm just over it. Like So now when it's like when we talk to these Kansas City Chiefs fans and we talk to all these other fans that yeah. was talking all this shit for so long. And it's like, oh, now Josh got the team. Josh got the team. What is he doing now? He dog walking the whole league. Yeah, we, we lost week one to Pittsburgh. We did. But guess what? It wasn't because Josh was a terrible quarterback. <laughs> we lost that game because we didn't – we wasn't up yet. We made some mistakes. The, the, the team that you've seen this last three weeks is the team – not four. The game against Miami, I still – we won it, and we dogged them. But I'm still I'm, – I'm saying the last three games, Washington, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, and and – who who else was it i can't remember now we dogged him so it don't even matter the teams that we dogging this is the josh allen and this is the team that we seeing and i'm sorry for for go ahead and talk because i feel like i'm I'm hijacking the show my bad
2: no 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 you got you gotta talk your shish you know what man, I'm because <laughs> they, they got me messed
1: up bro like they got me dick man Got me completely. Houston, yeah. Houston, cu- thank you, Spin. A couple takes on your takes. First of all, the, the way you say
2: Kelvin Benjamin is hilarious. Is as Benjamin. <laughs> ass <Bum-ass laughs> Kelvin
1: Benjamin. Hey,
2: and you need to throw in Smoke Brown. Throw his ass in there, too, because there was a game against Baltimore at home, games on the line, and dude never fought for a ball, ever. Sorry. He just did it. He okay. Don't. And I love Smoke. But that that was you, uni- Josh Allen. You look. I I think a, the DNA of a quarterback defines the DNA of your team. And Josh Allen needs dogs. And John Brown ain't no dog. He ain't a dog. Like Emmanuel Sanders is a dog. Like and physical. Yeah. It's a mindset thing. You 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 gotta have pieces that that match pieces.
1: You know. And that's it though. That's yeah. it. So so I know a big portion of the fan base was like, uh, I hate that we let smoke go and then we. Dr-. Okay, I get it. But what you just said, I I think there's certain things that don't show up in statistics that you just can't value. Like there's a value to it and you can't quite place the value unless you really are invested and you know, the team and what you're talking about. Josh's character, he needs guys with that same type of drive. Emmanuel Sanders is like, dog, I'm not going out of bounds on these hits. Give me the ball. I'm picking up yards, man. Yeah. And then you got Stefan Diggs who apparently is a diva, right? He's this, this huge diva oh, yeah. that's going to quit on the yeah. team and he's selfish. You got Diggs, Give me the ball. And he's going to go for every single. I, I, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of the shit, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm cussing more than I normally do. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Y'all going to put some respect on Josh's name. Y'all going to put some respect on my coaching staff's name. My man McDiddy, my man McDiddy is out here just doing it every week. He's doing it every week and he's making me more and more proud, but we're going to get to him later. Let's finish up on Josh in the office. Let's let's finish this.
2: Yeah. So, you know, you couple that with Spencer Brown. Can we can we just talk about Spencer Brown is probably the heel that everybody needs in life because he's just out there talking shit. and, And I love it. he's a rookie. He's a rookie, but you see him out there like doing this to people, like you too small, bro, get out of here, and like the the weight in in the run game, man, how physical he is at the point of attack. I mean, he he's out there knocking folks down. I'm telling you, dude, like you know, I'm a big UGK fan, right? Mm-hmm. And, and eight balling MJG, you know, knocking those down. You know that joint. That's my that's my junk right there. And every time I see Spencer Brown, bro, that's that's the song that's playing in my head because he's out there knocking them down. I mean, Spencer mm-hmm. Brown, you know, he's one of those – he's like one of those surprises this season. I mean, we – you know, I don't think we really expected him to come in and contribute as a rookie right away. But, you know, you could see the – he's a smart player. He's a cerebral player. And, uh, you know, probably the most athletic offensive tackle in the league now let that sink in for a minute. Now his RAS score was a, a straight ten. He is the most athletic offensive tackle in the entire NFL. That's crazy. Can I
1: can I, um, can I flex on that for a second too? Because the way the way you got me about my prediction, I got to get you too. I've been asking since since we drafted him. How can we get this dude to start? Like, and I know that you hit me one time was like, just not time yet, man. He got to develop still. He's raw. He got it. He is like, nah, this dog needs to be in it. He is raw. But Josh was raw his rookie year. And and sometimes the physicality, especially in that position, just the phys- just just go out there and maw dudes, man. Just go out here real quick, though, before we because I want to stick on that. But uh, Joshua Allen, not not Josh Allen. Joshua Allen just said we're not going to disrespect John Brown. He was great for Josh, got open routinely. He wasn't big enough for Peters on the TD pass in Baltimore. Nobody's disrespecting John here. What we're saying is John was very good. He actually had his best season for his career with Josh Allen. He was very good for the team. But there's some things that you just can't look at when, when you're talking about statistics and when you're talking about certain things like that. John Brown just doesn't have that same type of dog mentality as Stephon Diggs, as Emmanuel Sanders, even Cole Beasley. This season, I'm a little concerned, and we're going to talk about that a little later, too. Yeah. I talked about that on a code of conduct. Um, it, it's just you, you need guys who are dogs. That's why I love Zach Moss, because Zach Moss makes people make business decisions. and he Look, he's not going down unless it's like three guys on him. It's just not happening. That's the kind of people that Josh needs. But back to Spencer. Spencer has that same type of yeah. Uh, he has it, bro. Like, and, and then the, the way he talks shit on the field. I love, love, it. It. love I it. Love it. I love A it. Love it. A rookie coming in here talking like this to dudes has been in the league for five to seven years. And he's just like, man, and especially the short people, you're like, man, can't see you. Can't see. You. <laughs> Where
2: you at, dog? I uh, Spencer Brown is everything that 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 they want Feliciano to be. Sorry. He he, the play matches up with the attitude on the field. Feliciano is average. I'm sorry. He is average to below average uh, guard. And that's just I love the 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 mindset he brings. Mm. But we need that mindset with the play to match. Right. Spencer Brown is that the play matches. Gregory Rousseau is that and the play matches. Right.
1: Real quick, we're going to take a quick break. From from this conversation, because I know um I gotta I gotta do this quick because I think Kristen is about to get on her flight, so I wanted to bring Kristen in. What's up, K Gun?
0: Hey, <laughs> what's up, guys?
1: What's up? How's it going?
0: Good. How are you? Sorry if it's loud. I'm in the bar right now in uh, Las Vegas, actually getting ready to hop my flight. But if I go out there, I gotta stand up and put my mask on, and then you won't be able to hear me that much. So yeah, um, I won't stay long because I'm sure the noise is pretty bad.
1: Yeah. No, it's cool. But so tell me this real quick. Just tell me um, what's the energy like? I know you're so you're on your way to Tennessee. Are there a lot of Bills fans on this flight?
0: You know, I haven't seen any yet um, because, again, I'm not coming from Buffalo. I'm coming from Las Vegas. So I'm hoping to at least get one go Bills when I get onto that plane. But I will tell you that almost every bartender in this bar has talked to me about the Bills so far. So guys, we are hyped. We are ready to go. And the entire country knows it.
1: I've been on here talking my talk, and normally I don't go in like this, Kristen, but I've been talking my talk. I've been losing all my humble attitude. That humble hungry has gone out the window, and I'm just hungry. So, you know, uh, I'm going to ask you, because like I said, I know you got to go, and because I know it's loud there and everything. You're about to get on your flight, but what are you expecting Monday night in Tennessee? A
0: blowout. We're gonna smash, hey. smashville. We're gonna, see where you're gonna be smashing that, boys. We are. Do it. You know, I'm a little bit, little, little bit worried about, this, about Henry, but other than
2: that,
0: we got this, man. And also, I have been watching videos on videos on videos. Bills mafia is there. We are loud. We're gonna be proud. and I think that we are actually it's gonna feel like a home game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I think, I read somewhere that it's like 43 or 42 percent Bills fans um, that they're expecting to be taken up to the, the stadium. So that's gonna be it's gonna be crazy.
0: Yeah, I see some crazy stuff on Twitter. I'm seeing crazy stuff on my Snapchat. I'm seeing crazy stuff on Facebook. It's going to be lit. We're
1: going to be lit. All right. Well, go ahead and let everybody know. I know, like I said, it was going to be a quick visit from you, but let everybody know where they can find you because Kristen is normally here every Saturday with us. So Kristen, why don't you let everybody know where they can find your stuff and check you out. And if anything is going on with the babes right now, uh, you can go ahead and plug that
0: um i'm trying to think what we've got going on well we do have our resurgence here that just dropped um, so you can pick that up at consumers you can pick it up at Wegman's. it's called big berry bean um so swing over there and get that one dollar of every four packs does go to the charity of the month which this month is uh brandon bean and hayden Bean's filled muttia foundation so get over there scoop that up get that it actually you know what and i'm not just saying it because it's ours it is so good it's so good it's very sour triple berry sour delicious um, you can find me at @atmic86. You can also find the Bills Mafia Babe at, at Bills Mafia Babes, um across all the platforms. So awesome
1: to talk to you guys! I'm out of here. I gotta get to Nashville. Let's go, Bills! Let's go, go Bills! See ya. All right, K Gun, I will check with you. <laughs> see ya, bye guys. All right, see ya. Now, first of all, she's right. That beer is good. I, I don't even drink beer. It's good. Like it, it got like this. Um, it tastes like raspberries. It's like um, it's, it's different, but whatever. I'm done tired. I'm tired of being humble and hungry, man. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Um, but back, so back to Spencer. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to get off of that too long.
2: No, man. Uh, he, he, I just think his attitude and his play, they match. Right. And I think, you know, Brandon Bean saw this before a lot of us saw it, like, you know, putting the right people in the room, you know, and that's what they've done. You know, Duke is another guy that, that had the, the mentality, but just didn't have the play to back it up on the field. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're seeing Brandon Bean, you know, he's playing chess while other people playing checkers, man. And he he's doing it the right way. And you're seeing, you know, we look at Spencer Brown. We I, I don't think we really expected him to come in and contribute right away. Right. But uh, it goes to show what a, an off season with the all pro, ta- uh, you know, former all pro tackle does for you and, and doing the right things day in and day out consistently. And this is the reason why we're seeing him, you know, come in and actually contribute year one. So, uh, shout out to Spencer Brown, shout out to Brandon Bean for uh, bringing in a guy like that.
1: Well, so something you said earlier, um, you said that Spencer Brown has the mentality and, and the drive that they kind of want Mongo to have. I kind of want to take it a step further. I think that, um, Spencer Brown has the energy they, they wanted Cody Ford to have. Yeah, yeah, even and more so. Now, I'm disappointed because I love Cody, and you know, I think everybody knows how much I love Cody after my little monologue that i did over the summer but look the thing is it, it comes down to performance it comes down to what you put on film and it comes down to the effect that you have on the game and cody has he just hasn't been quite cutting it Bringing spencer the running game man looks completely different just just switching out that one thing and moving daryl over it, it looks so different let's talk a little bit about the running game man what are you seeing from zach and from Devin and even josh when he chooses to run
2: yeah man you you see that there is decisiveness that they're not thinking about the holes that they're supposed to go into and when you when you ha- when you know where you're supposed to run and you can, you trust your offensive line in front of you you're able to uh you know make those quick cuts you know and get to the second level as defense right and start Mm -hmm. to make people pay and so you know there's no there's no hesitation or or trying to guess you know okay is my you know is my guard is he is he gonna you know be able to shade here right you know or or i'm worried about the hand placement here is he going to be able to drive his block you know out of the way so we can get this trap runner or etc you know you're seeing those guys do what they're supposed to do more consistently than we saw them last year so we're seeing the Bills actually run a little bit more, just a little bit more. They're still probably about a 60-40 split in terms of their pass and run ratio. Um, and that's that's the balance we need. You know, last year it was more like a 65-70-30 split, right, um, where, you know, Josh Allen's having to throw the ball all over the yard just for them to to be able to stay in games or to, to, to put up all these yards and, and touchdowns, right? But now you're seeing, all right, now he can rely on the running game. You know, mm-hmm. when short yard situations or you see them throw on first down, but you see them on second down and they're running the ball for, you know, four yards. And I think anytime you get Josh Allen situation where it's third and five, third and six, the, the probability of him getting a first down goes way higher. Right. Then this is mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you, we're going to see I think we're going to see the bills as we progress through the season. We're going to see the play action game become more and more of a factor now because p- teams are starting to have to pay attention to the bills running the ball. So it's going to open up a lot of things because, you know, last year we went, we saw a lot of four and five wide receiver sets, but now the emergence of Dawson Knox, now the emergence of the offensive line and the running backs, you're seeing them go two and three wide receiver sets, right? And I think that is a testament of the growth in this offense.
1: Yeah, and and the way it's growing, um, I guess I'm, I, I think the thing that's most impressive for, for me is, is the way that the ball is still able to be spread around. You know what I mean? Like, it, it wasn't – it's not like – um, it's not like they're – because they are a very dominant – a passing dominant team. But the thing is, it's you're still getting games where you have Zach Moss getting two rushing touchdowns. It's not every week, you know, but you still have times where they're giving the ball to Devin Singletary, and they're like, you know what, go ahead and run the clock out, man. We didn't already did this. So part of that, I disagree with – I don't think they're running it more. I just think that we have the lead in the fourth quarter, and they want to run the clock out. I think if it was closer – Honest to God, man, I think it's going to be one of those things like, yo, we we, we out of here. Shout out to, to my guy, Joe Miller in the building, the voice, my man, my my bestie from, uh you know, Buffalo Rumblings, holding it down in here. Make sure y'all check us out on Wednesdays on the Hump Day Hotline. And uh, look, Joe got all types of shows going on, man. He got like 12 shows every week and he's doing it every single week. My favorite one right now, it used to be the overreaction overreaction slid into the number two spot for me because the joint that he does with john Fina is good content man if y'all get some time to check out um the time not time to shine see he got so many shows i forget the name of the shows but if y'all if y'all check it out on monday nights with john Fina, it's probably one of the best shows honest to god in in bill's content so um and real quick while i'm while i'm shouting things and people out i do also want to take a quick moment to shout out the just in case bags I really need y'all to go to this website and check this stuff out. I feel like I haven't done a well enough job of talking about this for a couple of reasons. One, ain't nobody asked me about it. And the reason why I say that, these things are dope. Me and Sterling was talking about these before we went live. One of the things about these bags that's so dope to me is like they literally really have everything that you need um, for whether it be, like I said, they have something for everybody. Whether it's just like, you know, a, a freshen up at work or after work after gym session or that sneaky link i always try to talk about the sneaky link because i was with the bills mafia sterling and i both was with bills mafia for uh the home opener look it's everything in here that y'all need when y'all just want to y'all leaving y'all leaving the ralph y'all going to shorty's crib for a minute you got everything you need bro all you need is an outfit keep an outfit in your car and you got just in case back you set to go same thing for the ladies they got everything that you need check them out it's 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 definitely worth going. So, like I said, you want to go to that website. It's justincasebags.net, and uh, yeah, you all y- definitely want to do that. But back to back to it, back to it. So, uh, before we move on to the next game, before we move on to the next game, let's um, you already know where I'm going with this. Um, my dog, because now he's graduated to a dog. He's catching bodies in a completely different way. My man Tremaine Edmonds is out here doing the damn thing like I've been telling y'all he was going to do since last season. And now it feels so good because I'm seeing Eric from cover one – Post this things, all these different things about it. I'm seeing uh, Baldy coach, you know, Coach Baldinger posting all these things about it. I'm seeing uh um, for the girls talk about it. I'm Bruce is tweeting about it. Everybody talking about my man Tremaine Edmonds. He's one defensive player of the week this year. Y'all see me getting hype again. I was talking about Josh earlier and I was being humble and hungry and threw the humble out. Now I'm back on it with my dog Tremaine because he's catching them damn bodies. And if you see something, we gonna say something. We're gonna hashtag that it's going down. Talk to me about my man Tremaine let's talk about Tremaine
2: man uh Tremaine Edmonds is having uh an all pro season it looks like man I mean you know he's another guy that gets a lot of undue scrutiny um but he's only 23 years old and people like well y'all only say he's 23 years old but he's only 23 years old and what is his fourth year in the league like this is crazy now um and we're seeing him live up to uh what people think that he's supposed to be Right. And that's a damn good linebacker. And so one of the things that I'm going to point out that that Tremaine did, and he's been doing all season, but that he did, first of all, he was able to cover Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Not only did he cover Travis Kelsey and get physical with him, but he was able, he was able to do that. You know, he was able to cover Tyreek Hill in the 10 to 15 yard range. Like let 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 me let me say that again. Tremaine Edmonds was able to stick with Tyreek Hill in coverage. That's crazy for a linebacker. We're talking about the fastest man in the NFL. I'm not telling you that Jermaine Emmons is just as fast as Tyreek Hill, but what I'm telling you is what he's able to do in coverage. The, best, the thing he does best now is his ability to cover. So if you go back and you watch that game, one of the things that we talked about last season was the Bills' inability to match up man-to-man with the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Well, what they were able to do on Sunday night is they were able to match up man-to-man, and they also used zone, right? And and the game planning that, that Frazier and McDermott were able to pull off, you could only do that if you have guys like Tremaine Edmonds. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say Matt Milano, even though he didn't play, but they used Neal, uh, to run Neal to kind of amass that. They used a, a combination of Neal and A.J. Klein. This was the first time that I ever seen the Bills come out and just straight bully somebody they straight bullied a, a a legit competitor so you know me living out here in denver there was a time where the bills were in the super bowl against the seattle seahawks and cam chancellor laid a lick on damaris thomas and it was one of those hits where you go it's over now ain't no coming back from this and jordan poyer hit uh travis kelsey we talked about this on the hoof live on tuesday night when when Jordan Poirier hit Travis Kelsey, and Kelsey was like, you know what? I'm tapping out. I'm out of here. That was the moment where I was like, yo, the, the, the it changed. It, it the, the game The game was already won, but it changed. So, Rand Neal coming out, I, I, y'all saw him get a couple holding penalties, right? But how he mm-hmm. was so physical at the line of scrimmage with Travis Kelsey, with Tyreek Hill, and those guys. I'm telling you, man, they were actually the bully. They were the bully that Rex Ryan wanted his defenses to be. The bills were that bully. I'm telling y'all. And so, in coverage, man, they were playing a cover two shell in coverage. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got guys like Jordan Porter coming down to play robber. You know that they they switched from a cover two to a cover one. You know, you have Micah Hyde and, and Jordan Porter coming down to play robber. It was a beautiful thing, man. So. They thought they were going to pull the same stuff that they did last year in the AFC Championship game, which we're going to throw four and five wide receivers out there, and we're just going to let Patrick Mahomes have a field day. Well, they get to the line of scrimmage in their in their three by two set, so that's three wide receivers on one side, two on the other, or they get into a four by one set. Right? The Bills' communication, and that comes from back to my point to Ryan Edmonds, how he was able to adjust the the defensive line, to the line of scrimmage, and then he was able to get everybody in the same place in terms of coverage. I am telling you, man, he's having an all pro season and everybody needs to go on and get on the get, get on the train now. You know, you got your body count, but not only is it the body count, but my boy, he he he's going. That guy's going to be an all pro linebacker this season. And I'm telling you, man, the bills, this defense is is legit. It is legit. And uh, y'all better start taking notes.
1: My man Trey Ellis says uh, he wants to see Edmonds get a goal line stop. The thing about this is, first, the defense got to let teams get to the goal line. That's first. Secondly, over the last four years, there are only – there is only one person in the entire league who's had more tackles for loss – in the entire NFL, than Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, you ought to put some respect on my man Tremaine Edmonds' names and quit with the little, you know what I mean? Like, Tremaine still shows poor tackling versus more. He, already did he that. does not. He, he does not that. show poor tackling. And I'm going to come for Like, now I'm, I'm at the point oh, where I'm, I'm addressing when people say foolishness. Y'all not going to come on here and talk foolish about Tremaine. Y'all not going to do it. I've been humble for too long. I'm not humble or hungry no more. I'm just hungry. Matter of fact, when I get off of here, I'm going to get me something to eat. That's how hungry I am. You see what I'm saying? Ain't no way I'm going to let y'all come on here and talk crap about Tremaine Edmonds when he out here catching bodies. He got my man Travis Kelsey looking like this on national TV. Got him holding his mouth open, drooling and stuff like, man, I ain't got time for this no more. I don't feel like getting beat. That's what Tremaine Edmonds is doing to people, okay? (laughs) That's what Jordan Poyer is doing to people and Micah Hyde, okay? So when when I post this and I'm talking about my man Tremaine with these bodies, I don't want to see no crazy comments talking about I need to see him with a goal line stop. What are we talking about? My man, Tremaine Edmonds is stopping people everywhere. He, he got people, he got people hair falling out when he hitting them, man. He hit somebody so hard last week. I got to find the play. He hit somebody so hard last week that literally the moment that they got hit, they didn't even get off the ground. They just waved. It's like, come on, sub me out. That's how Tremaine Edmonds is doing. I need y'all to get on the wave, man. My man, Sterling just told y'all it's going to be an all pro season for my dude. Defensive player of the week. It's yeah. happening. It's happening. And first ahead, of all, and I, I'm not trying to, you know, throw Trey under the bus,
2: but you come in here with that mess, dog. We gotta point it out. But the Bills did that. And bro, you and I were there on, uh, on the week one. They oh. they they bro Tremaine Emmons talk, was, was talk. all over that. Tremaine Hanneman was all over that hey, you go know, last week. Okay, let's talk, talk last That week. shit talk <laughs> that shit, Sterls. <laughs> last week we saw Tremaine Emmons go destroy Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Just- you, that was we saw was him going on a stretch him. run. We saw him going on a stretch run. Tremaine Edmonds came out of nowhere and just blasted him. Blasted him. That that if you want to talk about you know Tremaine Edmonds, the college player, where we, yep. we didn't see that enough. Now uh-huh. look at him this year. He is actually going in there. They, they were talking about, oh yeah, in the pre-draft process, oh, yeah, Roquan Smith is better because he can he can he can finish tackles. He he you know he plays through tackles, and this he's so much more physical than Tremaine Edmonds. Well, Tremaine Emmons is how how old is he? Well, he's 23, 23. He He, he got his man body now. He 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 ready and he's showing y'all. He's out here dismantling tight ends, dismantling uh running back. So the comparison that y'all had for that Roquan Smith was a better linebacker than Tremaine Emmons put it to bed now. That was the best linebacker in that draft, hands down. Hands down, put put
1: that that to bed,
2: you know. This and, and and then let's let's talk about this real quick. So let's we know the Bills it. play. We know yeah. the Bills play in a four three D four. It's a nickel defense, right? Sixty-three percent mm-hmm. of the time, you know that that they, they're in a light box. So there's six people in the box against how many offensive linemen? Five offensive linemen, and it depends on how many tight ends that they're going against. His responsibility in the run game is a lot greater than than other linebackers that aren't in a nickel defense so the bills are telling you that they're trusting matt milano and tremaine edmonds to handle anything that really comes on the second level of defense
1: who that will is, by the way be i'm sorry to cut you off who will be active monday matt milano will be playing oh, but go yeah. ahead and finish.
2: so so the 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 responsibility that they have at the second level of the defense means something so the the bills run defense is one of the tops in the league man like come on now like that, that's not just because of the defensive line. They, they definitely help. But it's because Tremaine Emmons and Matt Milano are doing their damn job. And so I'm okay with saying, okay, when somebody doesn't do what they're supposed to do and they mess up, I will point it out. But now that they're doing their job consistently, going to give them the props that they need. So I don't want to hear that goal line bullshit. I don't yeah, want to hear no. Tremaine Emmons. Hey, he's just an arm tackler. No, uh-uh. Let's, let's go on and put that to bed, man. He's, he showed no. you that. He's legit.
1: And last season, if you want to talk about the arm tackling, it was because he had that injury. He yeah. clearly was injured. Before the injury, he was tackling the same way he tackles now. The prior years, he's tackling the same. The difference is now his mentals are – the game slowed down for him. And you there can you tell. Go. Like, there you can you completely see it. Yep. The game is slowed down to the point now where when, when Tremaine is out there moving, it's like, okay, oh, the ball's going here. Boom. And he he just hits it like a like a bull, like a buffalo. He hits it like a bison, yeah. and it's over. It's over. So when y'all coming on a chop up or y'all come to the code of conduct in these comments, I'm still Spence. I love everybody, but I'm, I promise you when it comes to my guy, Tremaine, I'm going to snap back. Cause I'm over, I'm over all the disrespect that we've been giving him. I'm over the disrespect that they was giving my man star. I'm over the disrespect that they given Tremaine or uh, Tredavious white. Ooh. I'm over the disrespect to Jordan Poyer. I'm over the, res- the disrespect to Micah Hyde. I'm over the disrespect for Ed Oliver. I'm over the disrespect. Can we talk about freaking Groot? Can we talk about group for yeah, a second? Yeah, you already know. That's my dude, man. Like, like first of all, I was wrong about group. I was wrong about group. When we drafted them. I talk about it all the time. I was live on the SB Nation. Like, they did, like, a national mm-hmm. show where they were talking about, um, you know, like, just they had everybody jump in from all the different networks under the umbrella of SB Nation to talk about, um, like, you know, the draft picks and how it – and I was live when the Bills took them. And I was just like – like I had to fake it. Like I had to fake some excitement, like, okay, yay, we got it. Cause I was disappointed with how he performed for all of his, you know, the measurable stuff. Like, you know, he was going into the draft. They did all of these, you know, different things. So I'm like, why didn't he prepare? Why didn't he prepare for the combine properly? He graded out horribly. I was wrong. I was so wrong. Talk about him. Talk about group. Well, so if you want to talk about, yeah, I mean the
2: combine, you know, the drills didn't look good. Right. But, it's a, it's one of those things where you know how like we all have um preconceived notions of what we think a prospect should look like right mm-hmm. but they're using him it's kind of like a niche thing what they're doing the the defensive end position has is changing and i think people need to take notice like back in the day you would have guys like four three ends that you need to speed to bend around the edge and, and kind of loop around and kind of you know uh you know tackle the quarterback or or, or so you know what Groot is able to do is he uses speed and strength, the combination of those two. He has speed, but he also uses strength. And he kind of, like a ball constrictor, he kind of constricts, you know, he closes in the the offensive line and, and to contain where you're not going to, as a quarterback, you're not going to be able to successfully be able to uh, escape the pocket because he's so long. Like it, mm-hmm. his impact is more in the run game than it is as a pass rusher. What he's able to do, you know, is is to convert speed and strength and and to you know bull rush and use length and athleticism. And he could he could bend around the edge if you need him to, but man, what he's able to do, just he's so smart. He's so smart. He takes proper angles, you know. He he constricts, you know, lanes, man, like pass lanes. Now you saw him. I mean, Patrick Mahomes tried to throw a little, little out pass, you know, a little out route. Mm-mm. And he mm-hmm. sticks his hands out there. That dude, he's six foot seven. He sticks his hands out there. Not only did he do that, but how many people do you see stick their hands out in the pass lane? Ball goes up in the air, has the ability and the to go and catch an interception. That's one man this disrupted an entire drive. One man. That boy right there, Gregory Russo. Y'all better put some respect on that dude's name, man. He and, and, and Trey, we'll throw Trey White in there too. Um, but look at that. Five tackles, one sack, an interception, a tackle for loss.
1: Like shout out to my people over there, Bills Wire, as well for the graphic. But go ahead, keep going.
2: Yeah, I mean, Gregory Rousseau, man, he he's got three sacks and and what we're, we're fourth four games, we're what five games. Mm-hmm. Like three, I mean, he his impact on the field is uh is is absolutely incredible. Yeah, his wingspan, Richard Rush, is just in, incredible. The, I'm telling you, Groot. The addition of Groot has changed the entire composition of this defense because now you have ends jerry hughes is one you have ends impact defensive end pass rushers impact defensive end you know guys that 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 can that play run fits very well and that's Mm -hmm. something that we did not have in the past and we have that with gregory Rousseau. carlos basham is coming in there and now you're seeing him add some impact uh to what they're able to do so um it's it's incredible but trey davis white is another guy that we need People need to put some respect on that man's name because we talk about oh Trey, Trey's not that physical. The hell uh, did y'all not see him on Sunday night, man? Man,
1: I, man I don't co- know what and they...
2: man coverage against
1: in man coverage. They
2: put bro. They put Tre White on Travis Kelsey
1: <laughs> and Tyreek Hill. He and was on Tyreek Hill. Hill. Hill and then well, here's the thing. Them. So, so, and you know, I always got to I do this because he's my guy. Um, EJ from PFF. Uh, actually made some comments about him again. You know, he's been on like this hate. I don't want to call it a hate Tredavious White campaign, but it comes across as that because it's just negativity in my opinion. But he he actually made comments about it. It's like, well, he he passed interference. It was a big call. And I'm like, first of all, and it's not an excuse. You can tell the coaching staff want it to be physical. You could yeah. tell they was like, look, we're going to get some holding. We're going to get some pass interference. To hell with it. Just go ahead and put your bodies on these dudes. Show them. Because that's how that's how the Chiefs play. The Chiefs play like that. They play rough. It yeah. don't look like it because they look like they finesse and they look special because Patrick Mahomes does all the stuff that he does. But but when you really watch the game and you watch the film that they put out there, they're they're beating people up. So the Bills just gave them a taste of their own medicine. I say forget the the freaking the pass interference. Forget that. He played a hell of a game as, as the number one cornerback on the Buffalo Bills. And, and the thing is, I also don't understand how you can hate, like how you can be like, well, he's not that good. He's not playing great. But he's, the, like, he's playing on the team with the best defense to point in the league. So it's like, how can we really say that he's given up a lot when the team hasn't given up a lot? Like, So if you're comparing him, like who are we comparing him to to say that he's playing bad?
2: Yeah, I don't know where it comes from. I mean, they're saying that they're really not watching the tape. I mean, really, Tre Davis White. I mean, he it doesn't always show up in terms of interceptions, right? I mean, he he just it's just never. But his impact on the, on the field and what he's able to do on, on on his assignment. I mean, he's technically sound almost all the time. Like what he's he's just doing his job. He's doing his 111. And if you're not out there catching six interceptions like Tra- Travion Diggs, I guess you know people don't see think that he's doing his job. Right. But Travis White is doing his damn job.
1: So, you yeah. know, some respect on that man's name. He's doing And it. for the record. And, and Trayvon Diggs is awesome. He's super talented. I wanted to I wanted him in the draft. Like so. I mean, I'm not. But the thing is, when I say this, it, there's a part of his game that, yeah, you're going to get the glory with the interceptions, but he gets burned because of the type of way he plays. He goes for the interception every single time. So if you miss that. That dude, the the person catching the ball is going to take that and run. And then also on top of when you're talking about that, it also comes down to the fact, too, that I feel like quarterbacks are still trying him. Quarterbacks aren't trying Trey like that. If you throw the ball at Trey that much, I promise Trey going to get those interceptions, too. There's no way that you're going to throw the ball at Trey that often and think that you're just going to, you know, be out of here and and you ain't going to have the same result. Yeah. Yeah there
2: uh, you know you got look at guys like antonio cromarty um aqib to leave those are guys that that were really really good at jumping routes right mm-hmm. Tra- travion Diggs is really good at jumping routes and part of the reason is because he's a former wide receiver so you're talking about a 6-2 guy with long arms and has speed he's gonna get he's gonna be around the ball a lot richard sherman is another a comparable comp to to travion Diggs. um so yeah like you're gonna see that so uh, Trey White isn't—he's not built that way. But what Trey White is is technically sound, and you're not going to see him get burnt like that, you know. So it's a high risk, high reward that Trayvon Diggs plays, and I love the fact that he's able to 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 jump on balls like that, right? And I would love a cornerback like that for the Bills. But you mean Trey White is just as valuable <clears throat> as Trayvon Diggs, right? As a Jalen Ramsey, he's just as valuable. So again, if it's not you know stat sheet stuff and people don't really understand the value of that. Right. And uh, you know, Trenavis White is an all pro and he's one of the best corners in the league because of that.
1: <sighs> okay, so I got all my aggressions out. So let's move forward to, to uh Tennessee. You got a little extra. We have 51 minutes already. We typically stop right at the hour. You got about 15, so we can go into overtime and, and kind of all right, let's do it. So cause we, we didn't talk at all about Tennessee, really. So let's talk a little bit about Tennessee. Um one of the things that I'm gonna be looking at with this Tennessee game, and I spoke to her earlier um, somebody in the comments was mentioning like, well, about, uh, obviously again, it was about Tremaine. They was like, well, I hope Tremaine can actually, it was Trey again, you know, like I hope, uh, Tremaine don't get hurt by, by Henry thing is, so Buffalo has kept Henry to 63 yards. They've that's his average against the Buffalo bills in the last three games. Um, now he has three touchdowns, but we've basically, he's become a non-factor. When you're talking about what you're used to getting out of Derrick Henry when he plays against the Buffalo Bills compared to the rest of the league, How, what are you, you know, what are your thoughts going into this game? About, um, here's what I put: I put um, the Buffalo defense has held Henry to only 63.7 yards a game on 3.82 yards per carry with three touchdowns since the start of the 2018 season. That's impressive. Like yeah. even even last season when we didn't play well. Like they blew us out, we kept him in check. What are you What are your thoughts about the defense? What are your thoughts about Henry going into this game? Um, you know, so what, what do you feel?
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's the best running back in the league, so he could pop off for 100 yards, but that's not the pro. that's not even. Are they going to be able to keep up from an offensive standpoint? And I don't think they will be able to. So when we, you know, after we're up, you know, 21-7 or 21-10 at halftime they ain't going to be able to run the ball with Derek Henry like they think they're going to. Mm-hmm. And, and it was kind of the same thing last week where they were talking about, oh, well, you know, the Chiefs' uh, running game is way better and la, 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 la. Okay, well, where's where was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Because they shut him out, right? And, and, and this Bill's run defense is for real. So a guy like him, he's going to get probably 80 yards. He's going to get between 60 to 80 yards, right? He's going to get that. He's going to have like 17 carries for, you know, or 22 carries for, you know, 70 or 80 yards. That's that's what it, you know. King Henry's stat line is going to be like on Sunday or Monday night, right? They they he he's not going to be the difference maker in this game because what they're going to do, you're going to see them. They might even not come out in so much as nickel fronts. They might you might see like a true four three alignment, right? So you're going to see more. You'll either see either um, Saran Neal playing at the off uh, off ball linebacker, or you'll see AJ Klein in there doing that, right? So they're going to commit to stopping the run and then they're going to they're going to bet on going man to man Julio Jones and uh you know um what's his name uh god i can't remember his name uh AJ Brown they're 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 going to they're going to i think they're going to you're going to see a a mixture in their in their covers but they're going to i think they're going to do a really good job of containing Derrick Henry you know this defense is for real so you know the thing is the Tennessee Titans line is not playing that well right it's not playing that well at all so you got you got guys in there like um you know nate davis who who's not living up to to the you know what they expected him to be roger saffold is one of the best guards in the league okay we'll give you that but taylor juan is having a down year he's coming off that acl uh injury from the the previous year and then you got david quisenberry right so david quisenberry is he's a he's a good you know in run blocking but you got to be able to pass the ball they're not going to be able to just run the ball all game long so i know we got super chat there so i'll let you go ahead and read it
1: yeah my man uh joe miller again the voice the buttery smooth voice of buffalo rumbling says the bill's defense uh needs to keep contain on Tannehill as well he killed us last year because jerry hughes kept letting him get outside um what are, what are your thoughts about Tannehill? i'm still not sold on Tannehill.
2: no i'm not sold on Tannehill. but it goes earlier in the show we talked about you know what Gregory Rousseau's impact is and one of the best things that he does is he he's really really good at contain right um you know you're gonna see I think you're gonna see Rousseau. I think you know Jerry Hughes is better in contain than than we give him credit for and I and I know that that you know and Trent Murphy was in the game too last year against Tennessee so I and we saw you know he did kill us on the contain getting outside the pocket but look at what the bills that were able to do against Patrick Mahomes I mean, they used, mm. they used Mario Addison as a spy. They used a combination at Oliver Gregory. So, I mean, they, they are containing quarterbacks. You're not just going to get outside the pocket and just think you're going to make plays. You're not going to make your bed there. So if you do that, if he tries to do that, they're going to eat him up. It's not going to happen this game, Man. you know, and they use so much play action pass, which it, which the Tennessee Titans have kind of gone away from. They're not using as much play action passes. They once were. So they're going to make the Tennessee Titans one dimensional. So once they, once they kind of, you know, limit the run game, it's going to, they're going to be forced to pass. This is not a big play offense. I mean, the Tennessee Titans have 13 plays that are, that have been over 20 yards and more. That's, that's one of the worst teams in the league. They got one play over 51 yards. That's, that's some of the lowest percentiles in the league. So this is not a big play offense. So they want to, you know, they want to dink and dunk you and if you want to do that. The Bills are they're they're great. They're 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 learning to be really good in man coverage, but they're flooding zones. So they're gonna eat up, you know, all those little quick short passes that, that Tannehill thinks he's gonna get. You know, you got guys like you know, Gregory Rousseau leads the league. No, Tremaine, I, excuse me, Tremaine Edmonds leads the league and tip passes at the linebacker position. Tremaine Edmonds. Ha! Think about that. So I'm telling you, the short zone stuff, they're they're killing it. They're Killing it. So what they're going to do? They're going to make you one dimensional, kind of like a Bill Belichick thing. They're going to make you one dimensional, right? So you're not going to be able to run the ball like you think you need to. So they're going to they're going to they're going to dare you to pass. So Tannehill, why don't you go out and beat us? And they're not going to be able to do that over top.
1: And you know what? The thing, just to talk about Henry and then go back to Tannehill in, in that passing game, the thing is, the Bills haven't even needed to blitz to stop the run game. Having Star back and the addition of Groot on that off or that defensive line, it's it's almost impossible for. We saw Week One. What so the rest of the season so far, we've seen what the Pittsburgh Steelers rookie running back is about. Like that dude ain't no joke, and the Bills made him non-existent every single week. The run game has not been a factor. I just, I'm not saying I get that Henry's the best or second best, depending on what you're, who you're talking to. Right. I still personally think Christian McCaffrey, when he's healthy, is the best running back in the league. But if you're if you're going to take Christian McCaffrey out, it's Derrick Henry. So he's the best back in the league. I still just don't see them having a day that um, he's so dominant that they control the clock and they keep the offense off the field and and they, you know, what I mean, like, I just don't see them winning this game. I, I don't see it.
2: Yeah, I, I, I just the 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 their play style does it match. You know, the NFL is about matchups, and the way they match up with the Bills is just not a good recipe. I mean, we're talking about a Tennessee Titans team that they they've given up. uh They got one of the worst total numbers in ter- allowing sacks. This they they've allowed they allowed 20, 20 sacks last year as a whole. Twenty four last run. year, and he got and twenty right, this year. They're up to, to twenty. They're up to twenty right now, and we're we're not even a, a we're a quarter into the season. That's not good. And you have the Bills team. That's one of the. I think we're probably. I think we're uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're like top five or top seven in sacks right now. I mean, you got guy. We, the Bills can get after the passer. So if they're gonna if they're gonna sniff out your run game because the run fits are great, then what do you think? You're not gonna just gonna sit there and pass the ball. Julio Jones is still recovering from an injury. You know, AJ Brown is still recovering, and then their third wide receiver, uh, Chester Rogers. I don't even think he's gonna play on Sunday. On Monday night, so they're really struggling, and they don't even have a a, a tight end that's gonna like make you. Last year it was John Hugh Smith you had to pay attention to him. This year they don't even they don't even have a tight end that that's even worth mentioning. I mean Anthony Ferkser, like come on man, like come on. And, and Matt Milano's back, so I'm telling you man, like the Bills are gonna get after Ryan Tannehill. They are going to get after him. It's, I, I, the Bills are gonna win big on Monday night. I'm telling you. They're I believe so big. too.
1: I mean, um, like, something, and, and we're healthy. Like, we're yeah. going in there with the entire roster playing. So, uh, last year when we played them, and I don't know if everybody quite remembers everything that surrounded the consequences or whatever that surrounded the circumstances that surrounded the game. It was, quote unquote, the COVID game where uh, the Titans basically had like a breakout uh, throughout their franchise. They moved the game from Sunday to, I believe it was a Tuesday night, and Tradavius Trev- White didn't travel, he didn't want to go. Um, there was a a, you could tell visibly I don't think anybody on the team will admit this but you could look at the players body language last year and tell that they did not want to be on that field they did not want to play that game Josh looked like he was the only one that felt like playing he was trying to will the team to victory he couldn't do it Tremaine was injured Josh was injured that game he had an injured shoulder Um, and he still was out there throwing strikes like the one touchdown I, I was it to John Brown Taiwan Jones, Taiwan Jones, Jones. man, he threw a freaking strike! Like it was, it was a, it was a, it was a laser, man! Like I don't know how Taiwan has hands anymore after that catch. So it's like, you know, it it was a game that yeah, we want to forget, but at the same time, there was a lot of good to take away when you go back and look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, it's CJL yeah, yeah, yeah. You go back and you look at that game, and there's a lot good to look at, and and when you when you factor in the fact that. We had injuries. Tredavious White didn't travel. It wasn't the best of circumstances where the you could tell they didn't want to play. And then we're coming off of this high after beating the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City on national TV, Sunday night football. Just smack that, like beat that ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like we coming <laughs> off of that. Yeah, right. There's no way that I feel like we're going into to Nashville with 40% of the stadium being Bills fans. Right. No way. It's going to feel like a home game and we're going to dominate. And Josh is going to do it again. Matter of fact, I'm a predictor right now. Hot take of the week isn't really not a hot take because he does this like, you know, a quarter of the season. He did it <clears> last year, four times. He's going to do it again this year four four to seven times. Josh is going to be the player of the week. He's going to be the offensive player of the week. It's going to happen again. He's going to have like four touchdowns. I know we ain't at the part where we doing our predictions. He's going to have like four touchdowns in the air, one on the ground. I feel like the Bills are going to win this one. Thirty eight to, I'm, I'm going to be nice to them. I'm going to get them 17.
2: That sounds about right. I mean, that's kind of, that's, I have to have them going, uh, getting 40. You know, they're, they're going to beat the brakes off of Tennessee. And, and you know, <clears throat> this is where the bills are so petty <clears throat> and I'm here for it. I, I love, love it because I love it. Josh Allen in the media will tell you, <clears throat> you know, we're, in, we're just worrying about the next game. You know, we really don't think about last year, blah, 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 but I'm you not. know, behind closed doors, you know, they all talking about Tennessee. And it's great that the game is in Tennessee. It was great that last week's game was in Kansas City. So they're coming to your house and they're gonna beat that ass. Okay. They're gonna come into Tennessee, my home, my home state. And, they, and they're gonna uh, you know, as you always say, Spence, daddy's coming home. Daddy's coming home. <laughs> daddy's coming home on Monday night. And he he's mad because <laughs> he ain't had no lunch.
1: <laughs> hey in the comments real quick before we get before we get uh sterling's prediction why don't everybody just go ahead and tell me which i think the prediction for the game is going to be what the score is going to be and then also tell me a, a stat line for josh allen how many touchdowns yards all that good stuff for josh and then hey i want i want some hot takes in these comments too i'm gonna ask sterles for one but but first go ahead and you, you said they're gonna drop a 40 burger on him you know what's your prediction though for the score
2: yeah, I'm going to go with probably like a 40, you know, 42 to, you know, 16 probably. Just this kind of the same score they put up on us. Uh, you know, it's going to be nasty. But I'm going to go with uh, Gregory Rousseau. He's going to have three sacks. He's going to have yeah. three sacks. And I and I expect Jordan Poyer to come out with the interception. Yeah.
1: My dog, Jordan. Shout out to Jordan Poyer. And his, actually, shout out to Jeremiah Poyer. Uh, he and I uh, had a little discussion the other day when I tell you my respect level for the, the Poyer family is starting to go through the roof past the football stuff, that the stuff that this family is doing, man, I, they're just an incredible family. So I just want to yeah, shout out Jeremiah. Absolutely. I want to shout out uh, Jordan, but yeah, go ahead and finish with your, uh, my bad. I, I keep doing that to you. My fault.
2: No, 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 man. That That's pretty much it. I mean, I think you're going to see uh, as far as the stat line for Josh Allen, I think you're going to see him eclipse over the 300 yard mark, Uh, you know, Tennessee Titans. They're not going to have Christian Fulton uh in the in the defensive backfield he's going to be out for the game so you know they're relying on uh, rookie Elijah Molden out of Washington uh which he's played well uh but Amani Hooker's out uh Janoris Jenkins old he's he's really susceptible to double moves mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a little bit of that and then Caleb Farley's been you know they haven't really used him much uh in the in the backfield so you know we have to Jeffrey Simmons is, is one of the best defensive linemen in the league Harold Landy can we saw issues with him you know applying pressure off the edge last year. Bud Dupree is, uh, overpaid and he was the fourth best, you know, pass rusher on his squad last year. He, that, that signing is really not working out. So I I think, you know, outside of those two studs, you know, they really don't have anything that, that, uh, scares us. I mean, they, they're linebackers. Uh, you know, you're looking at, uh, David Long, Avery Williamson, Rashawn Evans. I mean, these guys are, they're, they're, you know, good, they're good hitters, but they're, in terms of the mental processing between the ears, I mean, they're not going to, they just are not good. They're not good football players when in terms of reading and offense, right? Knowing what they're supposed to do, what their responsibilities are in coverage. So the Bills are going to attack the middle of the field, and I think they're going to attack the, the the seams in this game. Dawson Knox is probably going to have another 100 yard game. So Josh mm. Allen's stat line is probably going to be 325 yards, three touchdowns mm. through the air, one on the ground. You know, mm. that's what we're going to see from Josh Allen. So I think mm. he'll probably have around, uh, you Know 32 completions, you probably go 32 mm. for 41, 325, mm. three touchdowns through the air, and one on the ground.
1: Mm. Man, go, man, you just man, go ahead and talk that talk. Sir. But, I, I love hey. it when you talk like this. I love it when you talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right?
2: <laughs> hey, don't, hey, don't tell, don't, don't be telling folks what we do behind closed doors, bro. You know, this uh, that's our bromance here. Uh, My that, bad. that's how we get it down, that's how we get it in, though. Yeah, you know uh, I mean? but I
1: love when you talk like that. I'm just saying, I are mean, you talking dirty? I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you st- you're stupid for that <laughs> shout out to my homegirl t estelle t in the building representing that built-in buffalo network shout out to everybody over at built-in buffalo doing what they do uh t i gotta get you back on the code of conduct we were supposed to so t and i have a, a a segment that's that was supposed to be like weekly called the king's t with t and and we were supposed to talk about the drama around the league and we just we don't just got some you know, I don't know. We got to get our communication going back. I miss my sister. So we're going to get you back on there. But but hey, so everybody, I, I see all the stats. I see all of the, the, the joints. I'm going to give y'all one more hot take. I think you said something and and, and Charles actually just uh, reminded me of it. I think this is the game that we see from Beasley um, that we were used to all year last year. I think Beasley's back this week. Um, I, I, was, I brought it up earlier in the show where I said, I think, um, you know, on Code of Conduct, actually, I mentioned, I feel like, you know, It's kind of concerning that he hasn't he hasn't had the the numbers that we've seen from we've been I've been bragging on. Yo, the Bills have the best or the second best slot receiver in the league. Y'all got to relax, asking the team to cut him because he didn't want to be vaccinated and blah, 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 blah. Right. But to, to date this season, he's not playing like the best slot receiver in the league. Now, is that. Like Josh said the other day, is it by design because you know matchups and all this stuff, or is it that he's kind of being phased out with the um you know with Dawson Knox showing up now? Dawson Knox is a big part of this offense, and now Emmanuel right. Sanders is a big part right. of this
2: offense. <clears throat> it's a lot of mouths to feed. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things where you look at like the Brooklyn Nets, right? KD goes off one game, Harden goes off another game, Kyrie goes off one game, and then you'll have a game where you know uh Blake Griffin gives you sixteen and ten off uh, off you know off the bench or whatever. It, they don't need Beasley to have eight receptions every game. They just don't need right. him to have that, right? You don't see, you know, Gabriel Davis, he's not popping off. But, I mean, his play is probably not where – he's the only one that I would see in the wide receiver room, in my opinion, is probably taking a step back a little bit. But those the top three guys, they just – it just – they don't need them to, to, to do that every single game. And the Bills aren't – they're not passing the ball like they did last year because they don't have to. You know, they, they're mm-hmm. having a more of a complete offense. So Kobe's is fine. He's doing if you watch the film, he's getting open. He's doing what he's supposed to do. The the offense is just you want them to, to be spreading the ball out like they do because when they get in the playoffs, you're you're putting so much tape out there. You know, you don't know who to guard. And Dawson Knox and Emmanuel Sanders are eating up a lot of opportunity. They're eating mm-hmm. up a lot of opportunity. So uh kudos to those guys, man, for coming in and having such big impacts.
1: And you know what, speaking of, of Emmanuel Sanders, I know a lot of people um, are concerned fantasy-wise. Now I'm kind of shifting the conversation a little bit. <clears throat> fantasy-wise, a lot of people, I've seen people in my league, I saw a trade, like somebody traded Stefan Diggs this week. Don't give up on Stephon Diggs because he's not putting up the numbers from last year. The thing is, he's being targeted just like last year. It's just been some, you know, they'll get it together. And I'm telling you, once they get it together, what we're already seeing from this dominant offense is gonna be even like it's, it's it's gonna be ridiculous when when josh and stefan gets it back on that like once they connect again like that it's gonna be crazy so don't give up on them with fantasy oh, man no. Like, don't no, like, no i don't no. know I'm, actually it was carlos do you, do you know carlos um I, on, on twitter i think his name is like Lowe's something yeah 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 he
2: was in denver a couple weeks ago actually yeah
1: yeah and he well he traded away stefan diggs and i'm like he actually offered them to me and I was like, I'll give you whoever you want, other than Josh Allen. Like, who do you want? He traded them to somebody else before I could get to him because I was at work. But it's like, man, you trading a waste to find digs, you're bugging. bugging. Yeah.
2: And, and it's one of those things, you know, it's what's so funny about the NFL is like we're so captive in the moment. You, it's like you, college basketball. You know how like you see a team that's kind of just they're not they're struggling, but they're just not as good as they are supposed to be. And then all of a sudden you see them around, you know, February when, you know, the tournament season and the the, the final stretch, you see them kind of hit their stride. It's the same thing with the Bills offense right now. They're not looking like the best offense right now, but you don't want them to peak right now, right? Right. You want them to peak towards the middle to the end of the season. That's when you want to see them hit their stride. Stefan Diggs is no, no, he's no different than that. Mm. We got used to seeing him put up historic numbers last year. And they needed him to because Josh had to rely on him a lot, right? This year, that's not the case. So, yeah, Stefan Diggs, he's gonna get his as, as they go into the season. And, and right now they're letting Emmanuel Sanders eat. So they're showing you, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could feed Emmanuel Sanders, doom, 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 doom. And then when we get to the middle of the end of the season in the playoffs, here comes Stephon Diggs, and everybody's gonna be like, Oh my god, Stephon Diggs just came out of nowhere. It's like, no, fool, like this is all by design.
1: This is all you by got him design. Too? Yeah. Like, they got Diggs again, too? Like, what yeah. the hell? I'm telling you. It's by design, man. So everybody got to chill out. And and people were talking about before we came to the season. Like, everybody was questioning Emmanuel Sanders signing because it's like the speed. And this, it's like, yo, the speed is there. Like, the route running is there. Everything is there. So he has everything that Stefan Diggs has. He's just older. Yeah. Like, when he was younger, When so when he first left Denver, I wanted him so bad in Buffalo when he first left Denver. And it was like, man, he went down to New Orleans and I get it. Like the opportunity to play with a legendary quarterback and Drew Brees and all that stuff. I get it. But man, if we could have had him three years ago. oh man. Yeah. Come on. Hey, guess what
2: though? We ain't got to worry about that no more. So when top receivers, uh,
1: Hey, can can,
2: can I, can I, can I talk some shit for a minute? Talk your shit, bro. All right. Listen, man. And I I know people are going to shoot me for this, but I don't even care right now. What if, The Bills got Odell Beckham Jr. What if the Bills got Odell Beckham Jr.? Now, you tell me, listen, now let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, yes, sir, yes, sir, let me tell you. I I don't know if it's even uh, uh, in the realm of possibility, but Brandon Bean, I think he's been known to kind of look and tinker into things that, that we're all like, ah, I don't think that'll ever happen. But you know, he's always on the phone listening, right? Cleveland and and, and Odell situation. They're going to move off from him at the end of this. You know he's not going to be with the Cleveland Browns next year.
1: You getting dragged already? Just so you know. I Go don't ahead. care. <laughs>
2: I don't even. I don't fucking. I don't fucking care. That look. <laughs> I'll put. I'll put my credentials on the line. Like I study this shit. Like I'm about this, and I don't care. Get say what you want about Odell. Odell is. Odell is the fuck. He's the man, bro. And y'all say he's a prima donna. Every wide receiver is a prima donna. Y'all said that about Stephon Davis before he got here. But you put an Odell Beckham on his offense, who we talked about, you and I, Spence. You know what? Take that back. I'm just talking to you right now. So all y'all no. naysayers stop yeah, the comments, I'll, I'll stop the comments. I'll... Joe Miller, you my dog, but F you right now. I don't even want to hear what you got to say. Listen, me and you, me and Spence, bro, me and you <laughs> talking it. right now. Me and you talking right now. Forget all that. Yep. You throw an Odell Beckham in this offense, the, the, the his ability to, to win in the short intermediate area, Right. Would take this offense to the next level. Now we're talking about a Bills team. We're talking about a Bills team that's on the cusp of of going to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. You put a guy like Odell Beckham in this offense, you it's going to be problems. And I think you could probably have him for a third or fourth round pick.
1: Can Maybe I say even something? later? If, oh, can I say something? Because I'm in agreement with you. So all the people dragging you in the comments, I'm in agreement with you. But here's the reason why I'm in agreement. I, I think you know how critical I am of Baker. I don't think Baker is, is a top dog in this league. But could you imagine Odell in that Beasley position? Yes, sir. You put Odell in that Beasley position, and you line him up on the same field with – and, again, I know we're going to get dragged, like you said, and, and the comments are going, okay. listen, Baker cannot hit him. Nope. Baker literally hit him in the foot last week or the week before. He hit – he was throwing – Baker – yo, Odell Beckham was open on a go route, and he hit the defender in the back of the helmet. Yeah. He didn't put it out in front of him. He didn't put it out in front of Odell to catch it. He hit the defender in the back of the helmet. Yeah. It's Baker. It's Baker. And I know uh, Odell gets a lot of stuff. Like, somebody in the comments just said Odell's trash. Odell no, is he's not, not trash. No, he's like, not. Like, I don't know what football y'all be watching. I don't know how. And I get it. The media made us hate him because it's like, oh, yeah. he's a diva. He's just like Josh him. Allen. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, they made you hate him in New York, and they made you hate him in Cleveland. I, I get it. When I tell you, I promise you, you would fall in love with Odell Beckham Jr. if Odell Beckham Jr. was a member of the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. You would fall Absolutely. in love. And then when and, and Daniel, I, I, all love and I respect you, but you say he wouldn't be happy as a wide receiver three. A lot of people said the same thing about uh about Antonio Brown down there in, in uh Tampa Bay. Guess what he's doing? Excelling in the third position because you're facing the, the slot cornerback or you're facing guys no. that aren't. I'm telling you, you put Odell Beckham in this offense, it don't matter if he's third, second, fourth, eighth, it don't matter where he is. As long as he's on the field, that guy will freaking eat. And Jessica's asking, is he willing to block? You don't please need watch. to watch, please to. watch him. But he, he does, though, please watch, right? That's what I'm saying. Please watch him. Like Odell Beckham is that dude, he's that dude, and I, I know. I, uh, we probably can't talk about this on air. Let's talk about this. Yeah, we're about to talk about telly. this behind closed doors. Yo, but you feel me, though. Yo, if you OBJ feel me? was, man, I'm going to start the campaign. Now look, I'm not going
2: to really do it. Look, 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 Beasley, they might not even be able to have Beasley next year. Emmanuel Sanders will probably retire. So mm-hmm. you, the bills are going to be, you put him with Josh Allen, the dog bro. of dogs? The dog bro. of dogs. You, bro, tell me, tell me why this wouldn't be a marriage in heaven. Get get your – people, get your preconceived biases and what you think you saw Odell and all. La, 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 la. Get that out of your head. I'm telling you. I'm well, not Dawn saying it's going to happen, but it, Well, Don
1: says that she loves him. She said Odell Beckham is great. I love him, but he's not the type to like Buffalo. It's why he doesn't fit in Cleveland. I don't know. I, like, I agree with your points as far as, you know, you feel like he might not be the type to fit in Buffalo. I think the reason why he doesn't fit in Cleveland is because – his quarterback can't get him the ball. Yeah. It's not because he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit because he can't get him the ball. And and people think he doesn't like Cleveland. Odell Beckham. You never hear his teammates say he's a bad teammate. Never. So like this whole thing about him saying like I don't think he would like Buffalo. I get why people talk like that because that's how the media made us look at him. Yeah. I promise you. I promise you. If you got him the ball. People thought Diggs wouldn't like Buffalo. Guess what? Look, Diggs is here it. with hot sauce. He got, He got. you know, Diggs is like, oh, Buffalo likes wings and hot sauce and, and blue cheese. Let me go ahead and come out with blue cheese. He's loving Buffalo. T.O. was I the same promise thing.
2: promise you. T.O. was the same thing. I promise. Thing. That's, that's, I promise. L- listen, man. People, have your own opinions, right? And, I, and I'll say this. I watch film. So I know. I, I see it mean to tell me i don't care what you think about odell you put him on josh allen this is the this is one of the best places in the nfl where you become the best version of yourself mm-hmm. and now he's on a winning super bowl contending team that boy will show out he'll show out i'm just telling you, i don't think it, it might not happen but man would it be fun to dream a little bit and odell mm-hmm. would be a great addition
1: Jeremy says, I'm with you because when I see all those misses from Baker, all I could see was him getting open in Buffalo. And that's all it. All day long. Um, you know, some people, another, I'm trying to find a comment. The comments are popping tonight. I appreciate y'all keep doing it. Uh, but um, Daniel says he he doubts McDermott would view him. I'm sorry, I, I keep messing up. He doubts McDiddy would view him as a process guy in his opinion. I, I, could, I could see that perspective. But again, what I'm saying is, a lot of people thought that about Diggs. A lot of people thought that about, like, people think what they do, but the way this team is built, the way this team is constructed, Odell Beckham is exactly the kind of guy that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott would go and get. And 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 Justin is saying that he doesn't think that two alphas like him and Diggs can coexist on the same wide receiver court. I don't know why. He's, he's with Landry. That's he's with Landry school, right, right now. Yeah. And, and, and Emmanuel yeah. Sanders is an alpha. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't know.
2: And, and what – is Cole Beasley's not a process guy. Can we get? Can we throw that we out the know. window? Get that out the window. Cole Beasley, he ain't a process guy.
1: Especially after this year, McDermott was yeah. basically he—he he was an angry father. Like McDiddy came out there in the presser one time, and you could see him being yeah. the annoyed dad, like, "Oh, the team needs to be like, they need to be vaccinated. Like, I want the team to be vaccinated." He is against the process that that the team is saying. So like, I'm not talking about his his choice, whatever right, you know, I, what it, I support. Well, yeah, whatever he does. Yeah. But I'm saying he's going against certain processes and he's doing things. Look, we got to throw out some of these things. The team don't want choir boys and they don't want um, all these perfect individuals. But Odell Beckham is not an off field issue. I, I still don't understand like why like that's the thing out there about him. I don't know how this show ended up being about uh, Odell. We can stop and we can uh, go ahead and end it. I'm going to load this thing up as a podcast so y'all can get Jiggy and me and Seros can talk about this behind the scenes because y'all is like, y'all that's really true. getting on my man Odell. Yeah, but. Uh, Tricks said Odell would be perfect with Josh Because they're very similar, very much like dicks. I agree, we're going to get on out of here Sterles. Why don't you let everybody know uh, Where they can find your content, what you got going on Over there at Cover One, my dogs over at Cover One Let everybody know what you got going on, man
2: yeah, man. So uh, you know, you can catch me on Twitter at Burrow Sterling. Uh, you know, my show comes out on Tuesday nights, the Hoof Podcast Live. That's where we get it in. And then our podcast, we have a podcast on Friday where we do the matchup preview show uh for the upcoming game. So um, yeah, man, like, I always try to keep it a buck, you know. Uh, you know, I like film, I like I just like the new prospects and having ideas and so forth. So that's pretty much all the guys over at Cover One, man. We're grinders, uh, but we like to have fun too. So man, come check us out. Like, follow, and subscribe. Cover one and Buffalo Rumblings, and my Do guy, it. Jay Spence, the king.
1: Do it. Now, the Hoof Pod is live on Tuesday nights. I want y'all to support them, but I want y'all to support them after you watch Dakota. <laughs> now, I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. Yo, either way. It's so much good content in Buffalo. So cover one got it going on over there. Buffalo Rumblings got it going on over here. Buffalo Fanatics got it going over there. Uh, Built in Buffalo got it going on over there. I'm missing somebody. I know I am. Uh, so don't be mad at me if I, if I didn't say a network. There's so many networks. There's so many great shows. There's so many great content providers. Support us all. We got the best team in the league this year. Support us all. We all got good thoughts and good stuff to put out there. Support us all. I'm telling you, you will not miss out. I truly believe Buffalo is the best in the NFL when it comes to outside creation or, or, or uh, you know, the digital or the content creation world outside of radio and outside of the beat reporters. Buffalo. Absolutely has the best content creators in the country. Ask me how I know. I'm living in Phoenix right now. You see what I'm rocking? I live in Phoenix right now. They do not have the content creation. They do not have the fan base as passionate. It just isn't there. So when I tell you to take advantage of the fact that Buffalo got it going on, what, what? Shout out to Lil' Kim. We got it going on. We got it going on, so keep doing the thing. Shout out to Joe, shout out to Bruce, shout out to Nate. Everybody doing their thing. Y'all know how I do it over here. It's your boy Jay Spitzer King. Catch me on the code of conduct. Catch me on the Hump Day Hotline and and every week here on the chop up. And hey, love each other, take care of each other, and live in peace. And as always, stay positive, test negative. Go bills. Go bills. You did it. You did it. You got to do it.